Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. This is Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Hey, bud. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Jason. Hi, bud. What do you got for the geek out today, bud? Old games. Lots of old games. This was all going to be about Sega, but on Monday, Nintendo announced basically a sequel to their NES Classic Miniature Console with the Super NES Classic Miniature Console. Launching September 29th. No price yet. A lot of people very excited about this. But if you'll remember, the NES Classic, it was a Wii version of the Nintendo Entertainment System from 1983. It had 30 games from the original library built in, and it suffered from crippling shortage problems. Like, nobody could get a hold of these, except seemingly scalpers who would snap them all up and then sell them for up to 10 times the retail price of 60 United States dollars. So, yay, supply and demand. And after only five months of production and a reported 2.3 million of these little consoles sold, Nintendo discontinued it. Boggles the mind. The whole thing has left a bad taste in people's mouths, and that's already showing in the comments surrounding the Super NES Classic. But it's going to come with two controllers uh, compared to the NES Classics 1, and will be bundled with 21 games, including the unreleased Star Fox 2. You know, if you can get one. The watchword for the day is pre-order, so we'll see how that goes. But I came here to talk about Sega, who have decided to release titles from every Sega console ever in one collection called Sega Forever. Right now, you can play Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast, Fantasy Star 2, Kid Chameleon, and Comic Zone. And this isn't a single app which plays all the games. Each game is being released separately under the Sega Forever banner, and a new game will be released every two weeks on Android and iOS. Okay, so there's no supply and demand problem here, I guess. No, no. But in the first couple days, things are not going super smoothly for them either. Like, my experience was okay. I played Altered Beast, an old favorite of mine, and I played Sonic the Hedgehog. And each game starts with an ad, and this is how they keep them free to play. For each game, you can pay $2.79 Canadian for, like, a one-time upgrade to an ad-free version. Um, and the games are fun. Like, I suck at them now, just like I sucked at them back then. But the experience is faithful to my nostalgia. Touchscreen, touchscreen gaming is never a precise science, but the games also support Bluetooth control controllers should you have one of those and there's also online leaderboards and saving your game progress to the cloud but it seems that my experience is not the same as everyone else's there are lots of reports of the games being buggy with audio and video stutters a delay of action when you hit the touch screen and these games are running on modern smartphone hardware which sort of wipes the floor with gaming tech of the 80s i'm sorry i thought everybody wanted the old school feeling so here you go a crappy right. video game that barely works like I, but the thing is the these were built to run on systems with eight kilobytes of RAM. And so they, they made them so basic that they did run smoothly on the old systems for the most part. When you port them to a new system, though, the problem seems to be it's, it's, it's a gaming emulator, which Sega chose to release the Forever titles on. An emulator is software which emulates the original experience of game A on system B. So the engine they chose is called Unity, which is a popular cross-platform solution, but it, it seems that it's adding so much unnecessary processing overhead in running the games that it just slows the whole works down. Okay, so why would they choose such a bad system then? Money and control, so it would seem. From my reading, Sega says that there's so much fragmentation in mobile, like all sorts of different phone specs and operating systems, they needed something which worked for the maximum amount of people, hence this system called Unity. This also gives them the possibility to bring the games to Apple TV or PCs or even the Nintendo Switch. There's this other company called RetroArch, which was in negotiations to use their emulator for Sega Forever, but talks broke down when they couldn't reach an agreement. <laughs> and in RetroArch's words, Sega was, quote, so stubbornly insistent on demanding we relicense our entire program to something that would strip us of all of our rights, end quote. 
So this is a scaled-up version of a playground fight, but with much higher stakes. We'll have to see how everything shakes out if the problems continue, because uh, I reckon Sega's far too invested in Unity to change the base, the emulator now, but if they want to grow that user base... Eh, stranger things have happened. So hopefully you'll have my kind of happy experience in playing these old Sega games on your smartphone, and you can get started at thezone.fm slash geekout. Cool. Thanks, bud. Thanks, bud. Bye. Bud's Weekly Geekout. Sometimes you know it's good to be a geek. Listen every Wednesday on The Morning Zone for more news from the world of techie-type stuff.